three, clap. That's pretty solid. All good? Or do I, I think, need to do it again? I think that was pretty solid. I did the clap. Clap was accomplished. <laughs> We've accomplished clap. I've never, ever wanted to accomplish the clap. No. Anyone wants no. to accomplish the clap. No. Why does people, why are you guys talking like you want to accomplish I the clap? I grew up in the age of the infomercial for, infomercial for the clapper, man. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those, but now that I'm adult, I'm going to realize oh. that would be a disaster. Oh, you smooth-talking son of a bitch. You can't talk to me like that. We know what we're talking about here. I'm talking about the lamp. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. (laughs) Yeah, as an adult, I'm like, the TV would just make that horrendous. Like, there's no... That would would be bad. Sex might be hilarious. (laughs) Hello. Everybody and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It? A film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not gonna throw numbers at you. We're not a couple of critics. We're just gonna ask the question that everyone asks when they watch a movie with a friend. So did you like it? I am Sir Squaren. I'm joined as always with I'm the morning and the evening star cause. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we have a guest host with us. Who's that? I wonder who. <laughs> My name is Sarah Apocalypse. How are you doing? Yes, we are joined with by the wonderful Sarah as we tackle this week The Prince of Egypt, directed by Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wells, written by Philip Labzit Leb Lazebnik. Crushing it. This is a uh the essence of the story of Exodus and the story of Moses and how he came to lead the Hebrews out of Egypt and away from, uh, away from their bondage of slavery. I just want to say, to start us off, The motion picture you are about to see is an adaptation of the Exodus story. While artistic and historical license has been taken, we believe that this film is true to the essence values and integrity of a story that is a cornerstone of faith for millions of people worldwide that word essence really means That's a lot a lot them, of heavy they? lifting that word <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting on that one guys Woo! i'm not gonna lie though this movie starts off with one of the best opening scenes for an animated movie absolutely there is no way you can deny that because it's just an awesome amazing song and also the music was done by Hans Zimmer. God damn. Duh, it was gonna be good. I remember none of the animation or the song at this point. All I remember is Deliver Us (laughs) (laughs) Deliver Us (laughs) It's great. It's amazing. It's just an opening song that really shows like the hardships of the Hebrew people under the Egyptians. They're uh building the great statues pyramids temples and are forced to like build the like architecture and artwork that is going to be remembered forever and it's brutal and it goes so hard for a children's film i think one of my one of my favorite parts of watching the movie with y'all was looking at the scenes and Kaz being like, well, at least they're not whipping them on camera. <laughs> Two seconds later, it gets rough. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that, that... <laughs> never mind. But yes, for sure, the music goes absolutely too hard, unnecessarily. That's what I was going to say. Of uh, Yeah, when, when Square said this movie goes hard, this movie does go hard. It's like, oh, hey, look, it's a children's <laughs> film. Yeah, they're not going to show people get what... Oh. oh. Oh, and then, like, the music <laughs> oh, no. really goes up there to, like, 11, and you're just like, what the fuck? And then, like, the, 
This is just DreamWorks, right? You think to yourself, like, well, the music's going hard. Is it going (laughs) to... Yes, the imagery goes hard to match because this is at a very trying time for the Hebrew people because at this point in time, the Pharaoh has decided that the population has gotten too big. And so the first thing we need to do is, or any child that is born that is a son, dispose. It is brutal and it is hard to watch. It is heavy. And it is the essence of the book of Exodus. I didn't think this like, episode was going to get so heavy at the very beginning, to be honest. Well, the movie does. <laughs> we get one baby who gets away. Yes, Moses is saved. We get sweet well, little um... baby Moses put in a wicker basket and sent off to sea, where I swear God himself was trying to take down this baby. <laughs> the birds are swimming around it. The, the crocodiles are going out, are trying to eat the eat the basket the hippos are trying to knock it over <laughs> divine intervention divine, divine intervention. intervention i do want to say though like it's weird how like did you guys notice in the scene with like uh uh in the river like there would be moments where it's just like that classic kind of disney animation for water that like dreamworks was doing then out of nowhere when it got intense it was like 3d water against the ship like really early 3d Mm -hmm. water absolutely just thrashing and crashing meanwhile there's this tiny ass little kid who's walking along the river to make sure that his brother her brother gets saved and we're like is nobody gonna catch her where is she going what what is she doing? That's a boldness she carries into adulthood. Right? <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. She is the type of character we all aspire to be. Yeah. Speak your mind. Never keep it to yourself, no matter the cost. Really, no matter the cost. Oh, Aaron's she... like, please, really woman. Cool. He's begging. Shut he's, up. he's saying he's going <laughs> <Yeah>. to beat us. <laughs> like I should have you beaten for this. Sandra Bullock doesn't no, care because. Older sister says no. <laughs> he's just bad Moses. He's just stop, stop. Oh, do we want to talk about bad Moses? <laughs> oh. We'll we'll get there. I do before we get to bad Moses, which we certainly will. I think that this opening scene really starts off strong with how much just incredible imagery there is in this movie. Like the the crying mother comes back, and um, just like different. Uh, centerings of water and things like that. Like it really, it's a beautiful movie. It's so gorgeous. And it kind of, it that's the essence part that they're talking about, not the brutality. Yeah, I think they they, they toned it down a little bit. They're like, we still got to include that stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, to your point of how beautiful this movie is, I haven't seen it since I saw it on like VHS at like Catholic school as a wee little babby. Uh, so... <laughs> I was like, I'm watching this now. I'm like, God damn, Pixar went hard. Like, I don't remember this shit. DreamWorks. Sorry, DreamWorks. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying the wrong thing. I want to bring up something. What do you guys think about the relationship between Moses and Ramses? A little toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Very toxic. I think it, it brings, it kind of introduces the, the theme here of bad Moses. Because, yeah. all like... From an antagonist standpoint, Ramses was destined to fail. Like, he he failed at everything in his father's eyes. And he uh, Moses was this perfect little, like, youngest child. And it really is, like, it's the same sibling trope that we see all the time. But now it's, like, this greatest scale because 
it's leading an entire, you know, society of people. Well, it wasn't that, like, Moses was the perfect child. Moses got in trouble. It's just Ramses would get the bigger brunt of it because he was destined to be Pharaoh. While Moses, like, in this movie, a prince of Egypt, is still second born. So, sorry, like, you're never going to wear the crown. So, I will... It's kind of showing that, like, he takes the raising of one son more importantly than no, the but other. It's even one of those things where it's like they're doing the chariot races that cause all kinds of mayhem, buried people in sand. I'm sure they're dead, but let's gloss over that. Uh, <laughs> when they're talking about it and Ramsey's getting a scolding, uh, Moses is like, it was my fault. I, 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 I fucked up. And it's true. You did fuck up, Moses. But even then, like, Pharaoh still finds that confession and turns it against Ramses with a whole, like, you see, responsibility. I wonder if you know what that's like. It's like, God damn, dude. Patrick Stewart, you awful, <laughs> awful man. You know, there's a line in one of the, like, private scenes that they have where um, Moses goes, like, you know, Ramses, you care too much. And he goes, no, you don't care enough. And it, it's so interesting that at the end of the movie, that switches. Um and, like, Moses can't get Ramses to care enough about this thing. And it really just is, like, because Moses' priorities shifted. And he is suddenly, like, it's so necessary to, to save these people, even though you didn't care until you were centered in the conversation. Which is so yeah. fucking monumental to this, like, idea of needing to be in the greater good when you're the part of it. It's whatever yeah yeah this goes back to this is what we were talking about when we saw the movie this is like part yeah. of the bad moses thing it's like Ugh. he just sees he sees the the slaves being whipped and abused and all that stuff and it's nothing then he finds out that he is hebrew um uh, and all of a sudden it's like oh what did i compare it to i was like oh yeah it's like suddenly like a dude like ha a dude who's like abusive towards women suddenly having a daughter and he has that 180 of like oh yeah when you when you get a daughter like yeah all of a sudden you, you realize you know like it's like all right, asshole, just because it, it only occurred to you because it just specifically affects you now? <laughs> yeah. Because you know someone personally or you are yeah. a Hebrew person now? I don't know. And I'm, it's real. You're absolutely right. And I'm not saying that Ramsey's like deserved better because at the end of the day, he was still enslaving a bunch of people, which is bad. I just wish that somebody would have shown him a little bit more <laughs> empathy. <laughs> And had some social emotional behaviors, <laughs> and maybe we would have had a different outcome here. <laughs> yeah, Mo Moses is like Mo Mo Moses is getting Ramses into trouble. Like he yeah. seems to be the bad egg. He's the bad son, starring Macaulay Culkin, and yet <laughs> Ramses is the one getting the shit. I also yeah. love how uh, just to really kind of make sure that we all know that Moses is about to be good boy Moses, that he is the reason. Ramses gets named Prince, Prince Regent, Regent and in charge of all of the temples of Egypt. And then the next day, Ramses is like, I have had a vision of something glorious. And immediately just like doubles the workload of every single Hebrew slave. While Moses is going through his like existential crisis of knowing who he truly is now. And listening to like the suffering of the people he belongs to. Even though, you know, again... Didn't really care about that before. Couldn't give two shits two days ago. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and it's even like, like we're talking like seconds before. There's a very important scene where Moses is running off trying to find Zipporah, who is 
a badass and easily one of the best characters in this entire movie. Um, and he ends up running into his two siblings, AKA this really assertive woman that followed him along the Nile. Um, Miriam. Miriam. Yes. Sandra Bullock, if you will. Um, yeah, and, Sandra Bullock. Sorry. And Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff- literally seconds before he realizes who they are, he's like threatening her. He's being violent. And then he's like, oh, wait, that's the face of my mother. I must cry. It wasn't what it was. Get out of it here, was, Moses. The uh, lullaby. Oh, right. Yeah, the song. Okay, yes, sorry. He heard the song which, of his mother. He heard the song which of his mother. Which he remembered mother. from when he was how old? Not even one? Technically, I believe he was three months. They were able to hide him for three months. Yeah. And he was able to recognize the lullaby? Yes. Eh? Divine, Divine intervention. intervention. <laughs> the power of God. That's what this movie is about. <laughs> Martin Short and Steve Martin doing a whole song about it. Well, they're gods. But it's still about the power of God. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear any mention of Seth in that song. You making gods up, squaring? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Let us bring up a song about every single Egyptian god, guys. They named like eight or so, man. How many do you think there are? Oh, so many. Just saying, Seth wasn't important enough to be mentioned. Uh, Definitely not. Seth is a god of tricksters. (laughs) And they were tricksters. (laughs) They're trying to hold their cover. They had a secret altar in the back. Yeah, I guess that would be two on the nose. Hey, are you telling me those two weren't real magicians? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a lot of smoke. Yeah, a lot of showmanship. They care about the audience. Ask Hugh Jackman. The greatest of showmans, I hear. I've never oh, seen the movie. Neither have I. <laughs> I was like, I'll I believe hear. it. <laughs> He's not that great. He's Don't an okay showman. What about my boy Hugh Jackman? He is the okayest of showmans. He's the most okayest. <laughs> just like, just like uh, at this point, Moses, after deciding to save the Hebrew people, has become the most okayest of Hebrew people. <laughs> Honestly. So that's about as True. much as I'm giving him here. Dan showed me a running tally of yeah. how many supposed deities there are in Egyptian culture, and there's over 1,500. Yeah, you want to talk about a song that's that long, Kaz? <laughs> saying Seth wasn't important enough. Uh, no, he was not. I was not going to tell you what. <laughs> Steve Martin couldn't fit that many. Now, do I think Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, might know the god Seth? Maybe. We should ask him. Bring him on the podcast. Don't you dare take this from <laughs> me. All right. At them on Twitter later, squaring. <laughs> Uh, so after everything that happens with Moses and he like runs away from Egypt and he finds Catwoman in the desert, his life does get better, you know, at least like he does try to be a better person. You know, that's the one thing he does somewhat altruistically. And even then he still has to be an asshole about it was they found her, they captured her and they were going to give her to Ramses as, as a wife. Mm. Or something. <laughs> Let's say wife. This is a children's. This is a nice about that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shut up. Uh, so, so. Hotep and Hoy uh, were essence, not gonna be the <laughs> essence. The essence of marriage. Uh, so, oh. the essence of wife. Okay. Let's not dwell on that. All right. So he sees that she's um, feisty. <laughs> the essence. Okay, uh, oh and so he God. he offers to give he offers to get you to say hey yeah give her to Moses instead and so she's like 
be wild and like like crazy and just like be able to rustle her uh, her her okay. rope that they have her tied with away and like kind of uses it as a whip because yes. as you said earlier she's a badass. Um, and so Moses is able to get a hold of her, and then he uh, she has to let him go when he just does the Joker very poor choice of words and lets her go in the water. Um, and then mm-hmm. suddenly feels bad as he sees she's in water, embarrassed, tied up. Um, just taken to this strange land, kidnapped, uh, and then now all of a sudden he throws her in the water and he's like, oh, I, I yeah. feel bad now. Well, because his mom but he, gave him a but he, bad look. But he does let her go when he finds out that she escaped. Like, he finds she escaped, tied up the people, and then as she's making her escape with the camel, uh, the guards are about to catch her and he distracts them so she can get away. So that's the before his revelation... <laughs> Not a Bible pun. No. Uh, that's his nice deed, I guess, to make him somewhat redeemable. I, I, I suppose. Are you telling me Michelle Pfeiffer will make anyone a better person? No, I was never mind. I was. Cause <laughs> <laughs> and I How have did different. You get things? that from what I said. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Look, I saw the movie Mother. Terrible movie. Also related to the Bible. Yeah. She didn't make anyone good in that movie. <laughs> But then after, you know, we've jumped around a little bit. So then he, like, is following her. Then he sees the siblings. Then he realizes who they are. And then he has, like, this fever dream of little tiny babbies on the wall being fed to the gators. Crocodiles? Gators? A very large, large animal. That's right. Um, And then arguably one of the cringiest lines in the entire movie is when fucking Patrick Stewart is like, oh, Moses, they were only slaves. <laughs> like a you gotta do what you gotta do moment. And that's... Oh, that's not even... Yeah. Oh, it do- it's like, you killed those people. They were slaves! That was the cringy part. The first cringy part was when he immediately put his hand on his shoulder just like, the Hebrews grew to be too many. Okay, fair. And it's like, oh no, yeah. you can't do this. <laughs> and that look of just like utter um, shock as he runs away from his father. And you have to think to yourself, is this earned for you though, Moses? Is this earned for you? Oh, but then what does his mom say? Uh, when the gods send you a, or uh, this is your home. Um, here the river brought you and it's where the river meant um, when God, when the gods, excuse me, sorry, send you a blessing, um, you don't ask why it was sent, and that's like a very that's. I mean, close your eyes, <laughs> shut your ears, don't say a word, and be happy with what you have. Yeah, that's Helen Mirren's moment in this movie, essentially. It doesn't sound too dissimilar. From oh, the- you're so right. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we can't be painting the Egyptians in this light and not, like, well, look at the mirror. I was wondering when Fasty Cas was about to walk out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I went to Catholic school. It's made me not Catholic. That's for damn That's sure. really, like, watching this as an adult, which I've done a few times now, is really just, it's now I realize that I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, if you look at how, spoiler alert, when the man sees a bush, and the bush is like, I'm going to smite Egypt. And you're like, oh, can we not? <laughs> and it's talking in his own Yeah, that's voice. true. It's all just Val Kilmer. He's the he's the true morning and evening star in that. I do, do think that was it, actually. I mean, as funny as it sounds and as cheesy and like kind of... You know, a little bit, uh, a little bit jerk offy. It's as it sounds. <laughs> um, 
I do think it was a cool thing that they did to have the voice of Moses also be the voice of God talking to him. I actually It made sense. It's a little pretentious, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, but let's not let's not skip Sarah's favorite scene here. Oh, yeah, we really are. We didn't even talk about him turning an entire river into blood. That's fine. But we'll That's get not, to that in a second. That is far ahead from what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, it is. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. Because what so... I'm talking about is when he gets, <laughs> uh, when he leaves Egypt, and of course you need to understand that divine intervention can make you immortal, but only just barely <laughs> as he walks through the desert for days and nights. And uh, yeah, we he makes it to, the, to uh, Midia. Why was he walking through the desert? <laughs> oh, why was he? Because he ran away. Yeah, I think he was just running to nowhere. He was just trying and to escape his some... guilt because he had like gained off of the hard work of his own people. Naturally. And two, murdered a man. <laughs> the motivation of murder. And then he comes across a well with children and some bad, bad men. <laughs> yes, there you go. I just, just wanted to put out some motivations yeah. in there. And then they, they go off. But then he eventually gets sheep. saved by these tiny children. And Zipporah comes back because divine intervention. Yeah. Of she is. And we meet the best character in the movie, which is old Thickums, Jethro, who is like, I think he's like the... Well, the, well he is. He's a, he's a thick man. He's, he is the Hagrid of the Book of Exodus. Of Midian, also... <laughs> Old Thickums. <laughs> That's what he is. He is also Zipporah's father, and he's the father of these children right. that Moses somehow, you know, just saved. And then he goes into kind of talking about yeah. what their <laughs> mantras are, because Moses says something along the lines of, like, I've done nothing worthy of honoring. And then they go into this song called called through heaven's eyes and listen there when it comes to musicals and movie musicals there's two songs from two different shows that have stuck with me throughout my entire life one of them is not in the show hit my line when you all talk about rent i'll come right back um the other one is (laughs) it's a plug i will not now i'm putting it out into the universe so we have to do it i don't Um, think you'll want me talking about rent <laughs> the other one is this song. Oh, and no. th- we've talked a little bit now about how Christianity is really like shown in in a sometimes falsely positive light in this movie. And Christianity can be home to a lot of hatred and a lot of war and smite. But this song and this description of community is such a perfect example of what divine love can and should be and i think that's why it's stuck with me for so long and it's why i wanted to talk about it on this podcast it's why i picked this movie because that display of teamwork and and collaboration is so like that line that's like a single thread in the tapestry Um, can never see its purpose in a pattern of a grand design like you're really you're a part of a of a group of people just trying to love one another and that makes this movie for me it really like I know one of the later songs got the Oscar or whatever but I think this song is so catalytic to what like divine love should look like that it really is just the best yeah 
Yeah, it's it's a positive message you should get out of Christianity, uh, I would think, because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of bad stuff done in the way of of, of religion and all that stuff. But that's a people thing. If you wanted to get a positive message, there's something to be had within the the the, the, the good book, <laughs> <laughs> the good word. Yeah, and Jethro and- just gets it. Yeah, and there, yeah, I think he's an example of, hey, look, there are good people who believe this stuff. It's yeah. not all um, Texas. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Moses really believes that, too, because Moses grows to be a good enough man for old Thickums to give him his eldest daughter, you know? Yeah. Which is, it's, it really is a show of character to, to be a stranger who... Not only you know Zipporah immediately told Jethro who he was and uh, where he came from, and Jethro even alluded to it by saying like you rescued uh, Zipporah before mentioning he rescued his three daughters because Zipporah also mentioned, you know, uh, he she knows that he let her that he let her go. Um, and we do have a good we do have a decent montage that ha- shows her warming up to him. Like we don't have any direct yeah. scenes. But in the montage of like the song and dance and all that stuff going on, they do show that she, she's you know does warm up to him, and it's not just like this weird like animosity that continues between them. She sees that he's trying to reform or whatever. Yeah, yeah Thickums would were. never just give his daughter away. And Thickums is a great, <laughs> uh, great uh, judge of character. It seems. Yeah, I guess. he's just a good guy. We and, love him. And we also see you can trust not Thickum. only she's warming up to him, but like him really changing for the better, you know. He delivers to, a baby he sheep. Delivers a baby sheep. He becomes that a sheep was... very well known shepherd to the people. And uh like you saw his flock was huge. Yeah. And he had no problem. Like he, he took care of it. And he instantly was able to warm wow. up to Jethro's other daughters to where you saw him like enjoying his time like playing with them and just he was acting like his foolish self but in a better way where like he was just doing like small things you know like no one was getting hurt no one was being made a fool he was just like simple little tricks to make uh, people laugh well you do say he was accomplished shepherd and and all that stuff but we do get the sheep that he delivered eventually growing up (laughs) and wandering off and no matter what he can do, he, he can't catch up to the sheep. That is true. And finally, when he gets to where the sheep went, it's in some kind of cave where there's just a dead bush sitting there. It's a fiery bush. Well, that's why it'd be dead. But wait, I do want to say one of my favorite moments in Look at Your Life Through Heaven's Eyes is the time when it's just like Zipporah pulls him into dance. She's like, come <laughs> dance with me. And he's like, I don't dance. And you see him like cringily yeah. kind of go through it, you know? And then after they're married, the first thing he does is pull her to the dance floor with such like abandoned joy that he's already in the dance moves before she can even join him. And that just like small detail to yeah, show I'm, his change of character, I really enjoy. I actually missed yeah. that detail. I thought you were going to talk about how she like eventually gets him. It's like, yeah, come on, let's dance. Picks <laughs> him up, throws him in a group of dancing people, doesn't dance with him. And just leaves. Dips. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Absolutely. no, that, that sheep does run away and it's almost as if almost as if someone is moving this sheep's feet so quickly that Divine intervention. This this is the shepherd. <laughs> divine intervention. The burning bush, baby. 
where God is like, <laughs> speaks to Moses directly, and he's like, hey, yeah, you're going to deliver the people and all that stuff. And he's like, I can't even get these people to listen to me. How am I going to get the Egyptians? And he's, and then God's, he's like looking at, he's like looking at the sheep. I can't even get this sheep to yeah. listen to me. <laughs> and then God blasts him with almighty fire. Well, no, he just yells at him really so, so hard that Moses is like in the fetal position, just like cowering. And then God like lifts him up with his weird whispery, wispy, fiery magic. And is like, you will, you'll, you'll do fine, Moses. You'll do great. This and that. Really just using those you. pickup artist negging tactics on Moses. <laughs> kind of toxic. You yeah. will do my wonders. And then he's like definitely hypnotizing him with like, wispy fire magic in his eyes mm -hmm. and everything and then uh the fire recedes and then there's just a bush a full bush and it's very pretty yeah over the time in that scene it <laughs> goes from like a wilted dead bush and it starts to starts to become alive even though it's on fire so that was pretty cool very cool that, moment that they chose the biblical bush it, it gets them every time a biblically biblically accurate bush. <laughs> biblically accurate bush Thank you. Someone finally said it. The B-A-B. Anyway, uh, he runs back to the village so elated with the news from the Lord that he is to go and free his people from Egypt. And Zipporah immediately is just like, my husband is going to die because she realizes the implications of him having to go back to Old Thickums is on board. He's like, You talk to God? Word, yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this. Old Thickums really is, is so like, ready for this. Well, I was supposed to <laughs> supposed to Aaron, who's just like, uh <laughs> Yeah, uh <laughs> Oh, if there's any We're, character that is done dirty right in this movie, it's Aaron. Aaron. I think Aaron is the true um representation of like i what i think a christian should do because he's just questioning he doesn't really understand what's happening he just wants calm <laughs> and he's trying to step in from get and prevent his sister from getting beaten yeah and then it ends up working out for him in the end so you know yeah, go but, jeff goldblum I they guess. do have a they do have a scene like towards the end like they show like he's still always still trepidatious. Uh, like even when when Moses gets them freed, we'll come back to that. But when he gets them freed, he steps out and he kind of looks both ways before going with everyone. But then they show his arc, I guess, quote unquote, arc complete. The essence um, as when he <laughs> parts the sea and Aaron's the first one through it. He's the one who's like, I believe in Moses. And he, yeah, so that, there's, I guess, the completion of his his arc of believing Aaron's like, I've been doing this shit for so long. Someone just get me to where I need to be. Well, it's just, <laughs> just get me away from my fucking siblings. Aaron wasn't ready to play with the big boys yet. Moses was. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. What do you mean play with the big boys? <laughs> <laughs> because Moses goes back to Egypt to talk to his brother Ramses about letting his people go. And in a show of true power... In front of everybody, no smoke, no mirrors, no lighting changes, changes the staff into a snake. And Hotep and Hoy give us the musical number of a lifetime. Thank you, Steve Martin and Martin Short, <laughs> as you named a bunch of Egyptian gods that I've already <laughs> forgotten the names to, except Ra. The sun god. Sarah's familiar with Ra the sun god. <laughs> Thank you, mummy. Pretty sure you get called Ra the sun god in your streams. Gods don't do this now. 
for everybody who's been listening to us from the beginning, the prince, oh. uh, the mummy was just leading to the prince yeah. of Egypt. We've now come full circle. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, I actually, I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid and I first saw this uh, musical sequence, it actually scared me. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was very imposing statues, and like as a kid, I was easily scared. And then they did all like oh. the creepy shadow puppetry, and then they all the weird faceless people faceless acolytes coming in all slow moving like almost like snails you know and it was just like mm-hmm. i don't like this I'm, I'm a good couple years older than you i would have been too old for it to scare me so i think this yeah. movie now just shows how kind of messed up i am in the head because throughout the like it gets darker and darker from here guys like it gets weird and at every moment, I'm like, "Wow, that's showbiz, baby!" Like, look at him go. Wait, are you telling me that Mo- are you telling me Moses and Ramses don't come together and put aside their differences and get what's best for both people? Everyone holds hands. I'm gonna, spo- I'm gonna have to, sp- I'm gonna have to spoil the Bible for Old you there, victims but... of God just have a nice kiss fest. Old, and then everything's fine. Yeah. No, there's a bunch of plagues in there, but then um, and frogs. Yes, there are frogs, but Sorry. they. You know, it's very weird. It's just, at this point in the movie, it's very weird watching um, Moses and Ramses interact because you can tell that they like each other. Like, even even before this, like, wonderful number, they, like, embrace each other. Like, they're really excited. Yeah. And even after this, like, he's just allowed to roam through their house? Well, <laughs> like, yes, because... What? <laughs> Ramses was excited to see his brother again. He truly did care for Moses as a brother, even even as it kind of implied that he did find out the truth about Moses, probably from his uh, his mother, Patrick uh, Stewart. Oh. No, Helen Mirren. I don't even know if Patrick Stewart really knew <laughs> the other the okay. other white person, the other white person in yeah. this movie. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the big problem is. Um, Hotep and Hoy immediately bring out that he had killed a man before he had left, and that that was a crime punishable by death. And in a show of faith, Ramsey shows to his brother, pardons him of all past crime and all future crime. And that was the problem there. And Moses tried to stop him too because he didn't. He knew he didn't understand what was about to happen, and that's why like Moses is allowed to roam free because if he arrests him. It tells the Egyptian people that the, That's me. E- that the morning oh. and the evening star can be wrong. Ah, uh, okay. That makes more and sense. And that, like, a dynasty can crumble from that type of weakness. I, I, I don't think I ever read any of that. I just know from, like the bible and shit from years ago uh then i was like yeah that's just how it was written like moses just pops up <laughs> he's just like <laughs> yeah because this the 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 pharaoh that moses deals with in the bible actually doesn't know who he is gonna go pop into ramses anyone want anything y'all good fam okay oh dang ramses got pineapple what <laughs> he's got that alabaster stone that moses has just such a big heart on for someone wants some acacia and wood all right i'm on it oh my gosh don't <laughs> i have i have heard enough about acacia and wood in the last two days <laughs> i'm good about acacia and wood okay i'm all right square and i'm spoiling something coming up a little bit but square into for some reason, to prepare for this a little bit, decided to listen to some of Exodus. Some? I think all of Exodus. Some? Listen to, I listened to all of Exodus. Yeah. All, like, 40 parts. <laughs> That's dedication right yeah. there. So, 
We'll get into occasion wood. I'm sure we'll be lovely. But uh, so, so yeah, Moses comes in. He's like, Ramses, hey, stop it. I'm slapping my hand. Y'all can't see it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Ramses is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile. Hey, let my people go. No. no. <laughs> meanwhile, this little shit. Well, first of all, I love Ramses. This little shit. This little fucking uh, shit. Uh, his child uh, is just there. <laughs> You want to go on record? I love Ramses. Okay. I think we can talk about it. I just right. think Moses is a shitball. Listen, and we, we all know that there's better. that toxic character in fandoms that you just love. <laughs> and Ramses is that toxic character in this biblical fandom. <laughs> hey, yes. Sarah, Sarah, I need it's to break Ramses something It's Ramses and the Onceler. <laughs> I, I got to tell you right now, Sarah. Yeah. No matter what you think, you can't fix him. Let this, it go. I didn't ask to be attacked today. I just like his jawline. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Fiennes deserves yeah, man, better. Those animators got it so well. Oh, you think his? You think Ralph? You think Ray Fiennes as a as a jawline as sharp as Ramsey? He is a I fine mean, he's, Englishman. He's a good looking dude. He's hot. Don't get me wrong. Ray Fiennes is a fine Englishman. He's a okay. fine Englishman. Right. He is oh, a fine. Yeah. Hey. That's fine. Not as I'll hot as Thickums. But we can't do a smasher pass on a biblical who story. Voices, who voices Thickums? Um, I don't know, but his fun fact, you should ask about this. Um, he's his singing voice is Brian Stokes Mitchell, who did such like amazing works as like Ragtime on Broadway, and he's a phenomenal actor. Hey, uh Kaz. Yeah. It's your boy Danny Glover. Danny Glover is Thickums? Danny Glover is Thickums. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's awesome. Good. That makes me like Thickums more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> not, not that I needed any reason. <laughs> anyway, we've we've uh, sidetracked a little bit. His little shit of a yeah, kid. I'm, no, no, we're on, we're on a new thing now. I'm shipping Ramses in the one slur. <laughs> <laughs> His kid is around, and he sucks. And he's like, Daddy, what is he here? And they're like boating outside. Square, and you can talk about the boat situation. <laughs> They're boating. They are. Boating. They all are. I know his voice actor is white, but you just made this scene even more white. I am not gonna lie. Uh, I did not hear boating for a second. Am I? I like snapped back to attention for a second. I was like, Sarah, what are you implying? They are boating on the Listen, body of water. The essence. <laughs> yes. Right. So uh, Moses. So they're there filming the the Katy Perry like Dark Horse music video. It's going really well. Production <laughs> oh schedule is on top of it today. Crazy. Moses shows up, derails everything by saying, "Hey, just need to remind you, I need you to let my people go." He says, "Why are you still on about this? You need to let it go." <laughs> just a bit of a reminder. Why did you say it like business? Just circle it back. Yeah, hey, um, he said we put a pin in it. Go? I need to take that. Per uh, my out. last email, so, he says, "Why are you yeah. still on about this? We already <laughs> tabled this discussion." So Moses puts the staff in the water as soldiers come to murder him. Like <laughs> Moses asking for a pay raise or something. <laughs> uh, Pharaoh has well, had a look. <laughs> our people have been working really hard for no pay. <laughs> I think you should let them go. Pharaoh, seeing the opportunity he has that only Hebrews are around here and that uh, his loyal soldiers are there, takes this moment to try to have Moses killed. Um, but yeah, sends his guards after. Uh, before they are able to, mm-hmm. hearing the voice of God, Moses places the staff in the water, and the entire 
river turns to blood. <laughs> Drink on that, Egypt. And then uh, Ramses is like, Hotep, Hoy, explain this to me. And then they make Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, they just Live. get powdered Kool-Aid, throw it in water, and be like, hey, you see? Yeah, it turns out, it turns out uh, Kool-Aid has been around since Egypt times. That's where that black mm. cherry yeah. classic flavor Absolutely. came from. And then uh, Ramses is fine with that. He's Delicious. like, ah, you and your silly tricks, Moses. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you're such a, such a character. What a card, you and your and- river of blood. <laughs> <laughs> but Ramses does have a really great moment after the first meeting, though, like a menacing moment where he's just like, there is a moment where like, there's a motion between Moses and Ramses where it's just like, I'm back, but it's to free my people. And I thought you would understand. And he gives the Prince Regent ring back. Yeah. And he grabs, he's like, I remember, I thought, but no more. And he's just like, tell the Hebrew, I will not let your people go and tell the Hebrews as of today their work has been doubled uh yeah thanks to their lord or is it thanks to you as the door slams mm-hmm. on moses and it's like ooh, ray finds yes it's pretty good and then we get the whole the plagues really start coming down after that yeah we get the montage we get the locusts we get the frogs uh the boils in the skin all that stuff and uh you can see it wearing down ramses oh absolutely and he like start to starts to like descend into madness a little bit he's like f- like flipping tables and like scratching at his boils which is fucking disgusting and then i actually really liked that boils moment though because oh. you see hotep and hoy oh, yeah. like not being able to do anything and reading exodus in the bible uh, the magicians counter Moses all up until the boils and sores because at that point they couldn't face him because they also had boils and sores. And I just like that little scene. I was like, that's, yeah! Sure. That's when Egypt invented calamine lotion. <laughs> and this, like, I know I keep bringing up the music in this movie, but it's so good. This, The end of this song is single-handedly, like, one of the best musical moments in just like theater in general, because at the end of it, this chord, it's like, and then the end of that is so explosive and like gives me chills every single time. It's so good. And I'm like, that's the moment where I'm like, damn, shit's going. He really did mean smite these bitches. He did. It's so good. Is that when they like harmonize at the very end? Yes, it's like a it's like a second long, and I have such distinct memories <laughs> of rewinding and fast forwarding my VHS tape just to listen to that chord. It's so good. That was a cool shot seeing them oppo- opposite of each other on that Absolutely. last shot in the harmonization. Oh, so I mean, that was cool, but I still think the most insane scene is the next scene, which is the final plague given to egypt which is when uh, god has decided to as a final act to take the lives of all firstborn egyptian sons and what is insane about this is we see the hebrew people prepare for the night uh they have painted their door frames in blood i think it was lamb's blood they had to do it or goat's blood goat's yeah. blood and um lamb's blood Oh, it was lamb's blood. You're right. Yeah, you even see a dead lamb. You really do. Which I never noticed. I never noticed as a child. (laughs) But then, like, as it's really quiet and it's night, the sky opens up and just this, like, white, 
almost fire-like mist starts running through. Call it what it is. It's a divine butthole. And a fart cloud of Christ. Or, I guess not Christ. Yeah. He's not born yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a fart cloud of God. No, take over. I'm good. <laughs> I just... I need to... I No, after everything I'll just say, I just need a moment. You guys take it from me for a second. <laughs> we, we couldn't get over the butthole part. That was a big sticking point. Ha! For us. Um, but... No music. Very silently, this light, ethereal light goes, and it's it, it, uh, God warns, tells him, if it, if your doorframe has the lamb's blood, it, he'll know to skip you. Mister Omniscient God needs a sign, apparently. <laughs> um, but anyways, he sees the lamb's blood. He leaves those. But then, yeah, you just you just see the mist go into people's houses, and you hear like a exhale, like a very soft exhale of like children. And all you ever hear is children's. Um, I'm sure there was some adult ass firstborn men, but I guess. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, it just the mist leaves, and then there's even like a kid, like yeah. I think carrying like a bucket or something, and then like it goes, and you just see the bucket drop. Kid's hand goes. It's very um, visceral for a bloodless scene that doesn't really show anyone actually die, or doesn't actually show anyone die, I should say. Um, but like no music accompanying to it. It's just a eerie sound and visual. Yeah. I th- I personally um, I think the scene is so cool and that feels weird to say <laughs> because like looking at it now you realize the gravity of what's going on but the scene itself is animated so beautifully that it really yes. like that's the essence right there <laughs> they're just making making <laughs> murder beautiful welcome to my tutorial oh my god that does sound like a good tutorial <laughs> making murder beautiful <laughs> Please don't, please don't ever name a street. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll end up on some lists. Probably. Uh, really good scene. Glad I could take that away from Square. <clears throat> All right, so. Yeah, I'm, we're so sorry. We'll give it back to you. You're, you're covered over there. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I promise I, I will uh, never say uh, the word uh, butthole in your podcast ever again. I you would, so uh, help. I feel broken already. <laughs> it's only Prince no. of Egypt. I'm so sorry. That's- and that's the Bible. Right. I love how we watch a shitload of bad Travolta movies and, like, the divine butthole is what did you in. <laughs> so sorry. So, yeah, all those children, it seems. There's probably more implied. But, like, yeah, all those pe- firstborn people dead, including Ramsey's son. Yeah, and you really, you see Ramsey's at this point just like he's like a shell of a person at this point like he's so broken um from everything that's happened and he finally there's there's this scene of him like holding his dead son um and Moses is in there with no time for him to like grieve oh. he's just he pops in <laughs> I know, it's like give him a minute Moses oh, man. man and it's that's the final that's the moment where Ramses is just like like, just go holding his dead son and moses just pops over his shoulder hey buddy so can we circle back <laughs> to that convo <laughs> and so yeah he yeah. lets him and his people go tells them to leave get the fuck out of here they've done i think the maximum amount of damage aside from literal genocide of the egyptian people um yeah and let's 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 them go and we Absolutely. get a child song on the way out do we <laughs> And I don't remember this one. 
It's nice. It won the Oscar. No. Oh, uh, okay. Not that song. <laughs> right? The one that won the Oscar oh. is When You Believe. The song with Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer and whoever mm-hmm. voices uh, Miriam's singing voice. I'm talking about the song where after uh, they're leaving and uh, a small Hebrew girl starts singing in Hebrew. And then you see the entire uh, Hebrew people join in as they sing this traditional Hebrew song of I didn't look up the lyrics and I know I should have but it was a very just from like the sound of it, it was very uplifting and you could see these people who had been oppressed for so long start to dance and smile and you know feel good and it was it was nice and then Ramses showed up yeah and then they got three days in the desert as they're going through and then uh yeah Ramses starts kind of chasing them down with an army we should say yeah, he's not alone like, uh, yeah I guess I should they got chariots and shit yeah and they're ready to mow some people down. And there's yeah. like this old lady. I'm like, I don't know if she's going to make it, man. Oh, my God, cuz. <laughs> she doesn't look. She fucking makes she it. She does make it. Spoiler alert. But she didn't, they didn't show her till the very end since then. I'm like, she made I don't it. Think she made it. <laughs> but she makes it. <laughs> I guess. Um, by the power of God. By divine intervention. So God. <laughs> Uh, makes a flame tornado and start makes a big firewall because <laughs> I don't know you gotta be at least like level twenty if you're God to cast that kind of shit uh, and then parts I'm pretty sure he summons a flame tornado out of this Red Sea too did it come out of the Red Sea oh okay appropriately named uh, and then he has Moses put the stick down parts the sea and the people go and like I said before Aaron in his completed character arc believes and he's the first one to be like i trust it fuck it go go to the big raising water um and all the people start escaping there there's a creepy shot of a whale in the background which yeah i don't know if there's whales in the uh <laughs> e- e- you know where over in the egypt yes where whichever river that happens to be i don't know uh i don't know but for the sake of the movie there's a whale. but yeah and i'm just like if that whale comes through <laughs> but anyways that doesn't happen that's fine that's conjecture uh yeah they're getting away they're escaping and then the flame uh wall goes away ramses and his people start charging and god's like wait wait, 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 wait. hold on hold on they're gonna get close enough they're gonna get real close and then drop the wall and then all the water starts pushing all uh, drowns all the egyptians and pushes ramses onto like a deserted like rock or something Aside from I guess the two Egyptians that were like, well, I'll tag along. And then they just speed walk with them. Very odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're just like, I ain't it's doing nothing. Very odd. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Gotta go be free. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, we got two Egyptians that make it with them. The uh, Hebrew people make it across the land. Uh, Moses stands amongst them triumphant everyone everyone's free everyone's safe it's all good we get that last deliver us again mm-hmm. um he pulls fade out, to black he pulls oh. out his commandments and then it yeah it fades to black before he runs down and realizes that they're worshiping a pagan god but we'll get to that later i just asked that i i mentioned <laughs> that i was like hey in the actual biblical story i might be fuzzy on the details didn't some of them become <laughs> godless he- well not godless heathens didn't they start like committing false idol tree where they just start worshiping a different god i believe it was like ball or something it was a bull um 
And I was like, yeah. And then God like gets pissed and like throws down the commandments. Like, man, fuck these people. And then I think some of them get like taken to hell or some shit. I might be misremembering Oof. that. Uh- <laughs> that didn't work for the story. In the essence. You got the, <laughs> the essence. essence of it. I could tell you what actually happened, but you got the essence. Yeah. So I just have one question to ask you, Kaz. How do you think about storytelling in the Bible? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I did mention this. I was going to go into an unhinged rant again. Do it. Okay, so this is a Bible story. And as in Bi- as for Bible stories, it doesn't have to be good. It's supposed to, like, tell you, like, hey, look, here's this triumphant story of, like, hey, God did a thing. But, like, if this were a story or, like, a movie for something that you would pay to go watch that isn't connected to the Bible... Moses is a Mary Sue, just flat out, no problems, he's good at everything, he's the best chariot racer, he's got the divine grace of God, his one snake can eat two snakes, which I feel like the snake is like the symbol of temptation for Adam and Eve, why is like, if this were a story, you'd be, that'd be your suspicion, you'd be like, wait, is it really Satan though, giving him his powers? Let's not dwell on that. (laughs) So, he has, he's a Mary Sue, and at no point is Moses ever threatened. He's never in a low point of like, oh man, what if Ramses wins? It's just always the divine power of God. And he's never has any challenge because, oh, if Ramses magicians pull up something or if Ramses threatens to do something, God has an answer for everything. This would be so boring of a story were it not connected with the Bible and have to be quote unquote accurate. Uh, to the Bible, you would just be like, well, it's a guy who's good at everything, and then, yeah, his God smites everyone, and he wins. It's the kid who's, who who has all the powers on the playground, and you can't defeat him because he has something against that. What? How is? How would this know. be an interesting or compelling Especially story? Especially when you find out that, like, technically, uh, when <laughs> Moses came to talk to Pharaoh... God specifically told Moses, once mm-hmm. you do the snake thing, I'm going to harden God's heart so, or harden Pharaoh's heart. So he says no. I'm going to keep doing that over and over until I have completely sun sued this nation. And by George, does he <laughs> do it? No, this is biblical. By Job, sir. By Job, does he do it? <laughs> Does he take down the entire Egyptian nation and go, <sighs> all right, to the land of milk and honey? Uh, you were telling me about that, and so I actually ended up, uh, twist of all twists, I ended up listening to some of Exodus myself because I haven't heard it since, like, Catholic school. Uh, oh, my so God. I didn't do my reading. I, I just had to confirm, one, that I was right, that the people turned into heathens. And that's the oh, reason why I wanted to listen to it. I was like, wasn't I right? And then Square <laughs> took forever to get back. And he's like, I haven't gotten to that part. They're talking about building an ark of, of a covenant. And they're talking so much about acacia and wood. <laughs> so was, Do not talk to me it's, about acacia and wood. It's 20 parts about acacia and wood and golden rings for the posts and curtains. But let's I not dwell on it. I will smite thee, as. <laughs> so so I, I listened to some of it. And then... Yeah, I was like, really? He was like, fucking God was like, you know, like, I just imagine it as like an emote, like a text thread between God and Moses as like a fucking just like God saying like, yeah, yeah, no, he's going to get it after a few plagues, but I'm going to make him stubborn and I'm going to totally kill all the Egyptians with like the laughing face with the mouth over the hand. (laughs) I was like, God, it's a bit, it's a bit, 
It's a bit much. Because, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. And y- you realize that Moses does technically still have a conscience because there's a moment where, like, before the whole uh, heathen situation, before he descends the mountains with the first thing of uh, um, commandments, <laughs> God talks about, like, smiting them if they step out of line. And Moses just, like, just remember the forgiveness that you once promised and the forgiveness that you once had. Then mm-hmm. gets down and see the heathens and has all of them killed. But still yeah. does try to back down mm-hmm. the god. Yeah. So we're not going to dwell on the Bible version too much. I just, one, like I said, I had to confirm. And then, like, the, the amount of work you put into listening to that and going batshit crazy, I had to let you say a little something about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I gave myself a gift and turned on the book of Revelations after that. Why would wow. you ever Wait. do that? You just take. There's not even cool music with that one. You just take some shrooms. You put on "Requiem for a Dream" soundtrack, and you listen to the Book of Revelations. No, (laughs) I can feel my mind slowly breaking from this idea, and I hate it and reject it with all of my being. I wait. I can't wait to for you to report back. Never worse than the anus of God. All right, Sarah. Did (laughs) you you like the movie? (laughs) So did you like it? Yeah, I think that this movie, if you look at it from just looking at the music, it's enough to sell it for me. But really, that middle part is so, like, the idea of leading with gratitude. And I really freaking hate Moses, but I like his his growth there. It makes it worth it for me. Um, and I just think it's a phenomenal story. Also, the soundtrack is bomb. It's got boys to men on it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Anyway, um, Kaz. That's me. I had no idea. So did you like it? Uh, so you're right. The music slaps, and there is some really cool visual shit going on with it. It looks really nice. Uh, I have to reconcile with the yeah. fact of like growing up with Catholic indoctrination and rebelling against that and very, trying not to be really fucking cynical about it. Um, uh, <laughs> and then biblical stories. They they got they're they're Aesop's fables of religious people. They got some morals to tell, but they're not the best told stories. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's fun. It's a it's a fun to put. It's a fun thing to put on. I think I enjoy it more as an adult than a, 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 a something to show for like children. Mostly because once again, I'm I'm afraid of the indoctrination. I'm gonna say a little bit. <laughs> Look at a little bit. Not 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 one of my favorites, but the music does slap and old mm. thickums. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, 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 squaresies, yeah. square, square man, yeah, square bear, yeah, square bear. Oh wow! Did you like it? Yeah, man. I always love grown up Veggie Tales. It's fun sometimes. Is Veggie Tales itself not for grown up shit? <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd throw you for a loop with that one. Yeah, no, it's I've a. Never it's, actually seen Veggie Tales. It is. <gasps> if I'm gonna be honest about this movie, it is a great drama. Drama. Dramatization of a story. It is not incredibly accurate to the story, and that the word essence, essence <laughs> really does a lot of the work. But in terms of like what was accomplished for this movie, and you know the amount of like basically, you know it it sells the religion a little bit more, and that's what it did. Is because fun fact about this movie, uh, for a while this was the highest grossing non Disney animated movie yeah do you know what took its place what fucking chicken run oh 
Thank you. Yes. <laughs> such a, I read that online the other day and I was like, thank God. That is the best thing to end this podcast on. <laughs> Kaz, do you have anything I've to plug? Never ch- I've never seen chicken running. <gasps> Kaz. Oh, my God. Uh, all I got is our channel. We're, we, we stream this on Second Respawn on Fridays and then the po- actual podcast comes out the following Friday. Uh, Twitch.tv slash forward slash Second Respawn. That's the number two, ND, and then the word respawn, all one together. We're variety streamers. We play some fun shit. We're going to be doing Miles Morales, uh, doing Hades. We do some couple of challenges sometimes. They're fun. They're wacky. They're weird. Um, and then you can also, if you want to, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash second underscore respawn. Same thing. It's the number and then ND. Um, that's about it. All right. Sarah, take it away. What do you got going on? I know you've just started your channel recently. Tell us more about it. I did. Raw the sun god. <laughs> Raw the sun god is here. Um, yeah, so I am a content creator on other apps mainly, but we're trying out this Twitch thing, um, and it's going super well. So please follow me. I do a lot of Stardew Valley and Dead by Daylight, and I scream over and over again. <laughs> And it's somehow... Where, where, where can people see this? Oh, sorry. Twitch.tv slash Sarahpocalypse underscore. That's me on every platform. There you go. Is there any other platforms you would like to advertise? Uh, Follow me on Twitter for some mentally ill uh funnies. That's the same thing. It's other Twitter, than that, I got Twitter.com forward slash Sarahpocalypse underscore. Yes. Sir Squarin. Oh, you can follow me at Twitch.tv slash Sir Squarin. Twitter.com slash Sir Squarin. Uh, actually, I do have one plug. One important plug. Here we go. Uh, shout out to our editor, Gemini141, twitch.tv slash Gemini141. Uh, this podcast does come out in edited format on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and he puts in a lot of work each week for us uh, just because he loves the creative uh, application of it all. And shout out to like all the work he puts in for us, and we really appreciate it. Next week is august rush but until then this has been so did you like it i am sir square and i was joined with kaz and sarah apocalypse any final words guys deliver us (laughs) (laughs) amen (laughs) 